episode number seven. In this episode, Natalie Weisenbaum, lead designer slash developer of SAS CSS, talks about what's cool about SAS, her syntax preferences, a little bit about SAS and less CSS, um, if it's a good choice for designers interested in coding, about libsas, and interesting people to follow in the SAS community. What is cool about SAS and why should people consider using it for their projects? Well, um, maybe the driving goal of SAS has always been um, making the experience of writing CSS fun. Um, we try to take a lot of the things that are frustrating about like, just having to repeat your declarations over and over again and having trouble organizing CSS files and just make those go away so that um, users can focus on uh, writing the, the CSS that just expresses the styles that they're trying to express. Um, it's also... Uh, we've worked really hard to make it possible for um, uh, framework authors to do cool stuff in SAS. So there are a lot of different frameworks to choose from that all provide um, really easy and customizable ways of uh, uh, styling web pages. Um, and I think that's uh, a very large benefit. We hear that a lot, that people um, try it out um, without like really understanding, um, w without being convinced that it's the right thing for them. And once they get used to it, they just can't stand going back to plain CSS. One thing we learned um, when around... Uh, SAS 3.0, when we introduced the um, CSS superset um, syntax, was that having giving users a way to start out with plain CSS and then just gradually evolve it and add new features that they, as they discovered them and as they sort of found their own use cases for them, was a really great way to. Um, uh, uh, learn SAS and get a handle on it. Which SAS syntax do you prefer in your own projects? Usually these days I'll use the SCSS syntax. Um, for a long time I did like the indented syntax, but um, the, the flexibility of the SCSS syntax means that in some ways it can actually be more compact um, just because you can choose to put things on a single line if you want to. Um, I have some very long-term ideas about how to bring that sort of flexibility to the indented syntax. Um, it's, the, the parser is very sort of uh, primitive right now, um, but if we took uh, more um, ideas from the from more flexible uh, uh, white space sensitive parsers like that in Python or Haskell, we could 
I think go a long way towards making it nice and making it have similar flexibility to SCSS, but still be very terse for things that can support that terseness well. Um, unfortunately, um, as with many uh, features of SAS, there's only me and, to some extent, Chris Epstein, although he spends a lot of time working on Compass, working on it. Um, and there's a lot to do. So I don't know if that will happen anytime soon. Well, in any case, it's it's uh, really great news. And also it means that you don't have any plans of getting rid of the indented, indented syntax. No, certainly not. When we added um, the SCSS syntax, we said we're going to continue supporting the indented syntax um, in perpetuity, and we're certainly going to stick by that. Although the, the SCSS syntax is more popular, there are plenty of fans of the indented syntax that we uh, definitely care about supporting. What's the bird's eye view on SAS and LAS? Can you maybe talk about this a little bit? I mean, obviously I'm a very biased person to uh, answer this question, but um, my my opinion is that uh, SAS has... We've put a lot of work into SAS, making it CSS-like, making all of the features in some uh, touchy-feely sense feel similar to one another. Um, so, and I think that's that's paid off. I think SAS feels like a very cohesive language and a language that feels a lot like CSS um, uh, without a lot of sort of ad hoc features or features that feel like they don't integrate well into the rest of the language. Um, and I think less does that less so. For designers who want to dive a little bit more into coding, do you think SAS might be a good choice to start? I think it's it's a reasonable choice, yeah. It certainly tries to um, present coding concepts in a way that are that is comfortable for um, people coming from a design world. Um, it, On the other hand, because it tries to be so sort of CSS-like and to provide no more um, programming stuff than is necessary for framework writers. It's not a very typical programming language in, in as much as it's a programming language at all. Um, and for, for someone who's interested in uh, becoming more broadly familiar with programming languages, something like JavaScript might be a better choice just because it has more in common with a wider variety of languages. Maybe we should also talk about a little bit about LibSAS. I think we skipped that. Um, what is LibSAS and um, how's the project coming along? Um, so LibSAS is a um, C-based implementation of SAS um, that's designed to be uh, uh, used by many languages, any language that can import a C module. Um, it's very fast because C is a natively compiled language and um, it's been optimized for many years, so it's very fast. Um, and uh, 
Unfortunately, C is also a much more difficult language to write in than, for example, Ruby, which is what the uh, uh, canonical implementation of SAS is written in. Um, so libsass uh, tends to be a lot faster than the canonical implementation of SAS, but also a fair ways behind it in terms of features. Uh, so I, I think of it sort of like um, uh, uh, the uh, Ruby SAS is the, um, uh, the reference implementation where we are able to iterate quickly and try out features and um, give them to the world to play with and get feedback on. And then libsass is where once, once the, the design has crystallized, um, where it can go to uh, uh, get really, really fast. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it's, a, it's something that's useful for users who don't want like the latest and most powerful features of SAS, but who want um, the, the sort of design of, of the SAS language and are willing to be a version or two behind. What people in the SAS community listeners should definitely follow? Well, my perspective on this is definitely um, influenced by my position in the community. I work more on the internals and the semantics of the language than I do on the um, uh, on actually writing style sheets and using all of the frameworks. So um, I'm absolutely going to miss a lot of very important framework authors and people who uh, write and work on um, uh, the more styling end of SAS. That said, um, Chris Epstein is probably um, uh, the most important um, if you're interested in language development stuff, other than me, I suppose. Um, he's the um, the other member of the SAS core team, um, and he's the person um, who always talks with me about all of the major language design features. Um, Hampton Catlin is the original creator of SAS. He uh, is currently working with um, Aaron uh, Leung on um, the uh, C port, which is called LibSAS. Um, and he also does a fair amount of uh, SAS promotion stuff. Um, Gina Bolton led Team SAS Design, which created the new SAS website and um, continues to be in charge of the branding and especially the visual identity of SAS. Uh, Sam Richards and uh, Claudina Sarahe uh, run SASConf, which is um, sort of the, the hub of um, SAS uh, conversation and uh, physical gatherings. Um, I think they also run the New York SAS meetup, but I'm not sure about that. Um, and Dale Sand, um, who's here in Seattle, uh, runs the Seattle SAS meetup, but also um, is a, uh, a big advocate of 
starting SAS meetups elsewhere. And I know he's, he's done a lot of work to um, help those get started. Mm-hmm.